Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
As he does. Okay. Well, uh, at Branching Out Bottle Shop, you are going to find the best beer selection in town. I am convinced of that. And once again, they did not let us down. So this beer comes to us. uh, It's a hometown beer, Syracuse, New York, Mm -hmm. in a brewery that I have drank in a number of times. I've drank a number of their beers. I have taken their beers out of town to friends in other places. Mm -hmm. They've got some really good beers. So Talking Cursive Brewing Company is located in Syracuse, New York, across from the historic Niagara Mohawk building. Kids today now might call it the National Grid, but Oh. Those of us who grew up here, it's the Nymo building. It still says Niagara Mohawk on the yeah, yeah. on the building, so sorry. With, it's the Niagara Mohawk building. What is that? The Spirit of Light, the Art Deco. I don't know. It's Sp- Gotham City Hall. I mean, it is. It is totally <laughs> Gotham City Hall. D- dear uh, Matt Reeves, just shoot some City Hall scenes for the Batman at our uh, wonderful power plant, and you're good. And then go across the, across the street to Talk and Cursive and have some beer. Mm-hmm. Talking Cursive is a woman and veteran-owned brewery that values quality and innovation in everything they do. Brewing is an art form, and every pint they pour is an invitation to be part of a unique and evolving story. Um, I love the, I love this beer. It's a good theme. So we are drinking their <laughs> Czech Dark Lager, which balances a bright, crispy Pilsner base with notes of pale chocolate, flaky biscuit, and light evergreen. And Casey. The perfectly named beer. What is it that we're drinking today? After Dark. Uh, specifically, Crispy Girls After Dark. Wait, I missed the Crispy Girls part. <gasps> oh, fuck. It's even, it's even better. Because so I also didn't notice that it was a Czech Dark Lager, lager which, you know, hop, skip, and a jump. Mm, Prague. <laughs> and Prague. That's, that's on there. Yeah. You really knocked it out of the park. Three, here, four, three. Um, uh, what's that? Three, four, three. The, the, the fact that we got uh, a vampire-themed beer weirdly oh, in October. God, I thought you were saying the numbers three, four, yeah. and three. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Three for three. Perfect. That, the the check and the crispy girls because this movie ends with a crispy with a girl. Crispy girl. Oh. So this is a sixteen-ounce craft can. It is five point two percent alcohol by volume, twenty-four IBUs. So it's going to have a little bit of bite to it. So oh. let's. Uh, Oh, look at you. My beer will stay cool, baby. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell to the yes. I am happy with this one. I'll be honest with you. I typically do not drink a lot of Pilsners, um, but I, ooh, the smell is. This is really thick for a Pilsner. Yes. Oh, good God! I can't even see through the glass, buddy. I think I think you I think you did a great job this week. Wait a minute. We have a good beer with a good movie. Oh, it's first the time pairing. this season! Yay! <laughs> All right. Yay. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Todd, if we were together, I would mm. make the joke of, "Oh, that's horrible." Let me finish that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Holy oh, that is- crap. That is, as we say, crushable. Holy cow. Uh, I brought both cans upstairs, and I think I will be drinking both cans this evening. So, Yeah. Um, Two things. You said veteran-owned. As we record this, it is the day before Veterans Day, so may I say thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. Yeah, of course. Um, Also, the owner, uh, I believe, has a special needs child. Oh, I did not know that. So that is a cool little connection for uh, me. For I have a special very, needs child. Very cool. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say. Okay. Oh, and right. also, uh, at, when this comes out, happy holidays, everybody. It is 20 days till Christmas. Have you got all your shopping done? I probably uh, haven't by that point. I haven't, but uh, you and I will be, what, five days into our beer advent calendar because we didn't miss this year. <laughs> branching out their beer advent calendar. Too late for all of you listening now. But if you were listening to us last season, we told you, don't forget to line up for the beer advent calendar. So, so I'm like sure we purposely don't remind you before it happens so we make sure we get ours. <laughs> Listen, I barely remembered to get over there, but I did. So And yet you're going. like, yeah, I got the beer for the whatever podcast that was for. And you're like, I've got it. And it's a Sunday. I'm like, what the fuck is Todd going to branching out on this? Oh, oh <laughs> that's go. why. Well, that will do it. That's right. All right. So this movie, uh, we don't oh, need to talk movie. about, <laughs> we don't need to talk about the, character right we talked about him just a couple episodes ago we don't and also they do a nice job at the beginning of this movie giving us the previously on blade yeah like the bullet points of like that's where i'm like oh this is kind of a soft reboot because some of the stuff is a little different i'm like watching them so close together i'm like that's not hang on there's some points yeah that where it they definitely go in a new direction so david goyer Person we've talked about many, many times, writer many, of many, many DC films, but also a number of Marvel films, including this <clears> one. <throat> um, Goyer returns. Del Del Toro is new, and and this is not our first Del Toro movie, right? Because we've we did the first Hellboy. We did, or did we, we did do the, the Ron Perlman? Har- we've done the Ron Perlman Hellboy, okay, and got it. the David Harbor. Okay, we haven't done Hellboy Two: The Golden Army, and there's a couple things I'm going to point to in here. That'll reference that, but but they some of they apply to Hellboy as one. I, I see some really distinctive things uh, in Del Toro. I like Del Toro more than you do, but you I liked like this movie. This movie. Yeah. I like this Del Toro because I, I think part of it is that he didn't change any of Goyer's script. Oh, really? No, he he stuck to the script, and I think as of. I saw a note like as of 2017. Mm-hmm. This is this is the only movie that is not penned by um Del Toro. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Or that doesn't have some sort of like him involved in the writing story process? or or some sort of writing process credit. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I thought um, so. All right. Well, uh it's a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about inside there. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any almost cast? There's a couple oh, new characters. Oh, you know I do, baby. I know you do. <laughs> it's pretty much the whole uh, blood pack. Okay. I was just looking up one lady here. Yeah, that's why I don't know who she is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so originally, the blood pack character, Verlaine, Verlaine, River, River, the, the, the only girl of the group. Um, yes. Was originally scripted to be the twin sister of Ra- Raquel. Now you're going, who's Raquel? Who's well, Raquel? If you remember during Blade, we talked about a certain actor that if you didn't know her work, yes, you do. No, you don't. The one and only Tracy Lords. Oh. Um, <laughs> so they were trying to get Tracy Lords back know for the sequel. Is. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then Lord German. Lauren German, I don't know who you are. The, most of these names for Nissa I didn't recognize except for okay. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asia Argento, she was in Triple oh. X. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Christi- Chris- <laughs> Christana? Loken? Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Terminatrix. Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Terminatrix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elena A- A- Anya? Yeah. And Rona Mitra were all considered. Oh. Who do you, who's that? She looks a lot like. Uh, so she was. Uh, I think was it a TV series Witchblade Rona Mitra? Uh, she also will sub in in one of the Underworld sequels for Kate Beckinsale. Oh yeah, curiously yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. She's like in, in that one. She's her descendant or something. Yeah, I mm, something. It's a weird. They don't. I don't yeah. remember. Um, she was also in The Hollow Man. Uh, oh. Remember that movie. The bees, the bee. Oh no, no, no. I'm no, thinking no. of Wicker, You're thinking Man. Wicker Man. Hollow Man Hollow was, Man. um, oh the the retelling of the Invisible Man. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Bacon becomes the Invisible yes. Man, and and his first thing to do is to go uh, sexually assault this character. This yes in the movie, like she um, she's also in that movie that I told you to go watch. It takes place in Doomsday. Yes, yes. Yeah, I see her. I see it right there. Uh yeah, she's been in some stuff. Okay, now I recognize her. Yeah, the Rise of the Lichens was the one she was in. Yes, although why does it give her credit for Underworld as well? I think that's a yeah, mistake. that's it. Underworld, uh, Underworld, Rise of the Lichens. Yes, but I, in uh, the Google page, it's showing Underworld 2003 associated with her, and I don't think that's correct. Oh, I'm not seeing that here. Uh, you know how sometimes it'll do the movies, the scroll across the top if you just. Oh yeah, I see it right there. Huh. But all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, well interesting. What are you gonna do? What are you we gonna don't, do? We don't control Google. Yeah. Uh lastly, for mm-hmm. the part of Demaschino. Uh yes, the 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 vampire elder. The vampire daddy. Um, yes. that's what I'm gonna <laughs> refer to him the rest of the podcast. The one and only Tim Curry. Oh wow. That I mean, would have been. I'll watch great. him in anything. Yeah. By the way, uh, we've talked before about how Tim Curry was originally the Joker, but they deemed him too scary. Yes. They finally. I'm guessing it's real. They finally released his uh, footage, and that was from which Batman one? the animated series. Yeah. Before series. Hamill okay. took before over. Before Hamill. Okay. Yeah. Hamill was the replacement. And oh wait, Hamill was a replacement for Tim Curry. Oh 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 oh, oh he. Had- Tim Curry recorded like the first two and a half episodes, and by the time they got to the the third one with him, they're like, "It's too terrifying for a children's TV show." <laughs> so, so they brought they in Mark Hamill. Did they re-record those? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, got and it. And it had got never got been it. released because they recorded got ahead it. of the release, obviously. And yeah, yeah. they finally released it, and it's not as terrifying as it because it's been built up in my head for thirty-five yeah. years. But it's still pretty damn scary. I'm like, yeah, no, this. And also, it was just weird. I'm like, that's not Mark Hamill. Is that available somewhere we could link to in our show notes? I'm sure we can find it on social media somewhere if Twitter okay. hasn't been shut down by this point. <laughs> Listen, it's an even money bet. So, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Okay. What else you got? That's it. Those are that I ended on the wonderful, great Tim Curry. No, that's that's fair. Um, all right. Well, then uh, we'll just wrap up our production stuff with a little bit of talk about the money. So this movie comes out in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel to Blade One, of course. Uh, so this gets uh, Blade One a commercial success by all measures. Yeah. Uh, this movie gets a fifty four million dollar budget. Does one hundred and fifty five mm-hmm. million at the box office. And that's if why we get Blade a, Trinity. <laughs> that's right. If you take a two thousand two. 
dollar and advance that to today, the conversion factor is about 1.66. So that budget becomes the equivalent of $90 million today and $257 million at the box office. So yeah, there's definitely a third one coming. Mm-hmm. Should there have been, well, you'll have to wait and see. I don't remember much about the third one. Me neither. Me neither. I, I, I watched it once and I was like, that was a movie that I have watched. <laughs> I don't think I watched. I don't know that I watched. I, I, I was watching this movie thinking, I have not seen this before. This one? Yeah. I did, So in the beginning, I was doing the same thing. But by the time they were fighting in the alleyway with the two, uh-huh. with the motorcycle gang, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I've totally seen this before. And then Ron Perlman showed up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've totally seen this before. Playing basically the same character from Alien 3. (laughs) The curmudgeonly asshole. And Sons of Anarchy. The only time he hasn't played one is Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. That's right. That's right. Aubrey came in as I was watching the end of this, and and she's looking, and and she's like, wait, who is that the, I said, Ron Perlman, and I listed a couple, and she goes, Beauty and the Beast? I go, yep. That as well. Him as well. Yes, everyone wanted to fuck a cat, man. <laughs> they did. I mean, you got to own up to it. So what are you going to do? That, that voice, that voice that he used for Vincent, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> Long <laughs> 80s hair. And he's like, oh. So I'm, Vincent fucks, is that what you're saying? Oh, well, Vincent fucks. <laughs> yeah, Linda, at least once. Vincent, yeah. Vincent fucked um, uh, uh, John Connor's Sarah mom. Connor. Yeah, Sarah Connor. <laughs> Said <laughs> okay. Uh, now and then we're she not died, gonna... died in childbirth because that's how they wrote her off that show. Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, you know, I like giving the IMDb rating because I feel like it, it's helpful as we roll through the movie, but we don't and have yet roll that film <laughs> before we start. Yes, I would just like to say that the first movie. When yes. we were talking about it, we're like, oh, this kind of feels like it's very influenced by Blade. Like Warner Brothers saw the dailies of what was going on in Australia and like make wait, more wait, of it. Say, say it again. You said, I'm sorry. You of, said of The Matrix. Oh, The Matrix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one is just full on like, hey, you saw The Matrix in, in three years ago. You like that. Here's it with vampires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad about any part of that. Like. Donnie Yen, the amazing Donnie Yen, is a fight choreographer for, for this movie. And that's why the fight scenes in this movie are awesome and nonstop. This is an incredible movie. To be fair, this is only in the helmet because Blade is a Marvel superhero. The mm-hmm. first one's in, you know. But watching this movie, this is a straight-up action vampire movie. It's not a superhero movie. Let's acknowledge that. That said. But I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad Because it's not either. getting bogged down with any of the stuff yeah. that the first one tried to get. I'm like, I just want to see the day-walking vampire kick the shit out of other vampires. That's all I want. And you that's know, what we get in this movie. And that's why I was like, I don't hate this movie. Like, I, it had a plot. It wasn't just mindless. But it was like the most surface plot that most of the beats you saw coming. But it wasn't like, uh, it was like, oh, good. That's where I thought the story was going. Yeah. It went there good. So, so I wrote this down. Is that you know a couple? There's a couple of big questions I want to talk about. One, of, <laughs> but we'll, let's talk about that one right now. Though, the first movie I think does a phenomenal job of evoking a feeling or a tone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the story is okay. Uh-huh. You know, Wesley Snipes is fine. He has almost no lines in the movie. Um, 
He's better in this. He's better in this. And this is a more interesting plot. And he said that this is his favorite one. Yep. But there's not a whole lot of character development to the character, but there's an overarching growth. And I'm like, I, I, yeah, I 100% agree with everything that he said. Yeah. And also, he's the same character throughout. Like, that was my complaint of the first one. Like, from scene to scene, we'd have a different blade. Yeah. In this one, he is the same blade the whole time. That's fair. Again, I like Del Toro as a director. Um, mm-hmm. Hellboy, Shape of Water, this. Uh, I mean, I like him. He, Stephen Norrington was the director of that first one, and he... He also directed... The League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen, yes. Yeah. That shit show. Now, when Norrington made the first Blade movie, that was only the second film he'd ever directed. Um, <laughs> for Del Toro, this is only the third... Well, it's, I'm sorry, this is the fourth, but I'm wondering if these are only English this language This might have been films. his first or second English language film. Well, no, this, no. these the, All four of them are English language. So, 93, he does Kronos. Kronos? Which, oh, stars Ron Perlman, C-R-O-N-O-S, yeah. Never even heard of that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's kind of far out there. Uh, Kronos, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, interesting. That film was selected as the Mexican entry for the best foreign language film at the 66th annual Academy Awards. So it wasn't in English. Um, yeah, but Ron Perlman's in it, so I'm wondering how they... Uh, Ron Perlman can learn Mexican. That's racist. Damn. Spanish, yeah. There was a dude that just <laughs> wa- learned all the words in the <sighs> Swedish language. No kidding. Did you see this? No. He learned all the words in the dictionary... For some foreign language without learning the language and won the Scrabble competition over there. Wow. Without actually learning, learning how, the language. Oh, that's amazing. How to speak it. He still can't speak it, but he knows all the words. I'm like, huh. That's a weird flex. All right. So, Kronos is a Mexican independent horror drama film. Del Toro writes and directs it. It is. Okay. It's a Mexican film. That, that's 93. Then in 97, he does Mir- Mimic. For Miramax, which is... Oh, fuck. That's right. He did do Mimic, didn't he? That's his. Yep. Then in 2001, he does The Devil's Backbone, Gothic Horror. Um, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Who was... I bet you I saw a trailer for that and went, nah. That is set in Spain. I wonder if that's an English or Mexican or Spanish production. Yeah. So that's a... International co-production between Spain and Mexico, filmed in Madrid. Well, looking at the cast, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and guess it's not in English. Yeah, yep, exactly. And then uh, then after that, Blade Two is his fourth movie. And wow. second English language, Eng- you know, you know, America-centric uh, release. That's, that's wild. Yep, yep. Um, but I, I think you got to give credit to Del Toro for the great movie we get here. It's it's just really, really good. I'm going to go ahead and say I like early Del Toro. I, I'd be interested to check out those other movies now that I've seen this. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, but this movie doesn't pl- take place in Mexico. You know where this movie takes place? It starts in Prague. It does. We start in Prague. Blade searches Prague. This often happens in these summaries, right? There's things we want to talk about that don't exactly line up. I love the table turning with this whole idea of what happens when the vampires are afraid of something, right? With the uh-huh. Reapers are a big or bad. Um, yeah. I love that. I want to ask you, this might be my favorite kind of vampire. And by favorite, I mean like most horrifying 
kind of vampire. The Reapers? uh, Yes. So they are not the Twilight Sparkly Diamond vampires. No good Um, lord, no. They're terrifying. The whole predator mouth, the tentacle things inside, very similar to... um, I read the books, which were amazing, and then the FX adaptation was pretty good. Strain. Yeah, did you watch that? No, but I definitely... The instant you said the book, I was like, oh, right, there was a show with... Yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that originally Nomak was supposed to be no. Morbid Time? Was it? Oh, they started it, oh, writing sure. the script with it being Morbius with that deleted scene. Like, oh, we won't put the scene in, but we'll make him the villain. And then uh, Sony, Sony was like, the oh, rights, funny yeah. story. <laughs> That's ours. Fuck and, you. And, and it, again, it was something like, was it like nine million? It was like for just a little bit more, they could have had all of the remaining Marvel comic character they only wanted rights. Spidey. They only wanted and Spidey. And God damn it, they are holding on to it for dear life Thank- with Madam Web. Yeah. yeah with they're... apparently Topher Grace coming back as Venom. Ah, uh, pass. Yeah. <laughs> pass. Hard, Hard pass. fucking thumb. I, I, cue the gif of the uh, George R. R. Martin looking guy just holding up his yeah. thumb down. <laughs> That's right. I don't know right. what that's from. It's from some baseball game, it looks like, or a sports mm-hmm. event. He's just... <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing. Forget what you think you know. Vampires exist. You mentioned the opening voiceover by Blade. That is a really good... My note is, this is a really good previously on Blade. Uh, yeah, we're not going to have one for this because Blade takes care of it for us. Thank you. You sure do. The one thing I might quibble about there is they really kind of just glide over Whistler's survival two years ago he was attacked they took him and turned him into the thing i hate most i should have finished him off now i'm hunting him did whistler just fire the gun and it's like oh, i'm gonna be a vampire now yeah i mean there's some things that just logically even like logically in the this vampire story don't necessarily make sense <laughs> that's one can't of imagine what you're talking about yeah <laughs> yeah there's a couple um, moments in this movie I went, hang the fuck on. Yeah, and I think that's fair. But the movie's so good, I recognize it, and I don't care. Yeah, it's Wrath of Khan. Yeah, oh, sure. Wrath of Khan has major, major, like, moderate plot holes in it. Yep. But I don't give a shit, because Wrath of Khan is the best Star Trek movie ever made. So, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Daywalker's here! Stop him! He's in Prague, searching for his mentor... Abraham Whistler, played by the wonderful... Chris Christopherson. God, he's such a badass. Yep. <laughs> Who was thought dead uh, after he totally shot himself. But okay, we're just going to skip over that. I mean, it happens off camera. We hear a gunshot. We don't see a body. We don't see where the shot went. So I guess, you know, if there's a tenuous thread, there it is. Yeah. After being attacked by Deacon Frost. Yep. Yeah, like like we've been saying, thank you, uh, Wesley Snipes and uh, David S. Goyer for doing my job. We, I don't need to drop in a previously. If yeah. you are just jumping in on Blade Two, you're good. Just he's going to explain the movie to you. It. So this opening sequence is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's maybe not quite as like sharply stylized as the the bloodbath nightclub in the in the first Blade movie, mm-hmm. but this is. You know, still pretty cool. Still pretty cool, and I think the first movie, the bloodbath, is obviously a high point. And then I think there's a lot of stuff that's just okay through it. Like it's it's okay. It's clearly holding onto this tone. This fight is a little more. 
Um, it's a little more extended. I, it, it feels uh, like I feel like the whole level of the movie is higher. And this is representative of that. It may not be as sharply spiked awesome as the bloodbath. Yeah, sure. But the overall movie is better. And this is consistent with that overall level. And it's a fun fight. Yeah, I think Blade One peaks at the bloodbath. I, and that's a problem. Y- yes, agree. Because we got yeah, yeah. two fucking hours of film afterwards. Yeah, I think we, and I think we talked about that, right? Like the, the fight with Frost at the end is... I mean, not as exciting as the bloodbath. That's and this ten fight minutes in at the yeah. end is much better, and there's no swordplay in this one. Yeah, yeah, and this, it's way cooler. Yeah, tells a better story. Yeah, agree, agree. Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen did it right because he comes from the country that fights tell stories. Yep, yep, and that's what makes it famously played Ip Man in a story that's about the theoretical uh, origins of. Wing Chun, the Kung Fu style that I studied. Uh, three times, right? There's yeah, three. Yeah, he's done movies, at yeah. least three. It, it, and he's also successful. one of our favorite things in Rogue One. Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> Seriously? A bag? I'm blind. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, right. that's when I fell in love with that character. Yeah, agree. When agree. He... I do want to quibble at a couple things in this opening sequence. Okay. So I do not love... So we, you talked about the Matrix influence clearly from the lots of black leather and and sunglasses beyond bla- oh. beyond blades wearing beyond them. blades like, yeah everybody's wearing them everybody's wearing them um, now you know the reason in the matrix why they're wearing them i know that you've said it's so that you don't see the characters blink uh-huh so you don't so you don't see them blink when they fire the blanks we yeah we we kind of i kind of poked at that before in an episode. Okay, I, go I'm ahead and skeptical. again. No, I'm skeptical of that. I don't, I don't think that's correct. Um, the people from The Matrix said it. Okay, all right. It's And that's why in uh, Underworld, Kate Beckinsale worked really hard to not. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm sure if you haven't handled firearms, you might, you know, do that. But Yeah, Alan know. Rickman has entered the chat from yeah. the great beyond because <laughs> that's why you never see him fire the gun. Uh, in in Die Hard, because every time he had to fire, it, he flinched because he never fired a gun. Sure, sure, he sure, sure. Stage work. That's fair. That's fair. So the Matrix reference, the lot of wire work in here. What I yeah. don't like is there's some choices to use CGI that I don't like. There's sometimes in the action sequences, specifically, I don't love the way the vampires die. It looks like bad. It looks like a '90s video game. Animation. Oh, see, I think it looks much better in this film than in the last one. It's specifically, the one at the very end. I was like, that they they saved it for the end. Like Th- that's the best looking one. Weirdly, the CGI gets better as the movie goes on. Like here, I was like, yeah, it feels like the same CGI. But as the movie went on, I was like, is it just me or is it getting better? <laughs> it's like, Interesting. Okay, they got a bit like. They got their dailies with with their VFX done, and they sent it to New Line. Like, here's some more money. Oh, we'll yeah. make the rest that's of the movie look better. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, maybe that's right. Maybe I just it, it felt like as the movie went on, I was like, wow, these effects really looking good. Like when oh, so interesting that Blade and um, uh, Nomak are fighting in the in the end. Yeah, I was like, and they start like flying at each other. I'm like, oh, here comes the bad CGI. And I was like, oh shit, that actually. Uh, that's passable. That That's is pretty good. That is among the best of the CGI. But I think there's some things that look purely like video game animation. Sure. It is bound to happen in the 90s because yeah. 
there's only so much, but I I did not have as big a problem with this looks better than the, the, than the vampire deaths in the first one. Okay. That's uh, only three I, years later. I do have one in universe question. I have one in universe answer. Okay. Early on in this in this first fight as he's going through, and of course he's trying to track down Whistler, right? Like what are they sure doing? Is. At one point, one of the vampires says, Oh, it's not silver, but it still hurts. Why does he have a gun with bullets that aren't silver. I don't understand. I don't live in the Blade universe, so I don't have an answer. No. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, he might have grabbed somebody else's gun. Okay, that's All the only right. thing I can think of. He okay, ran that's... out of bullets of his own. Okay, that's fair. Or that's fair. someone went, "Hey, that's a funny line. Make that vampire say that." That's out of universe, but, but sure. No, listen. I, th- I mean, there's a couple little threads to me that I was like, uh, I don't know that that makes sense. There's a couple more that I'll share when we get there. There's only one point in all the fighting in this where it's disappointed, but not because the fighting was bad. And we'll get to it, and I'll, I'll explain. Okay. Because what I have to say now, yes, is he was instead turned into a vampire. He being Abraham Whistler, yep, and held prisoner for two years. Blade rescues Whistler and cures him. Now, by the, the power of movie writing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. So if he can cure Whistler, then he can cure all the vampires. All the vampires. Now, I have a theory that goes back to the comics. Is it that this character was not in the comics originally? So who gives a shit? No, <laughs> that's fair. No, <laughs> I've talked about the tragedy of all of my comics that I lost when my mother's basement flooded when I was in the Air Force in the yes. comics. Were there. One of my prized possessions, so much so that I may have gone on eBay tonight because I realized I need to own this again. Oh, no. Doctor Strange, Volume 2, Number 62, is from 1983. Okay. It is the end of a four-arc, uh, the Montesi formula story arc. Dracula's in it because Dracula is a character in Marvel Comics. And, and he owes Moon Knight money, the fucking nerd. The fucking nerd. <laughs> and uh, basically... Doctor Strange gets his hands on the Darkhold. Oh, that's bad. You're right. He realizes the Darkhold is the book that uh, Cthon, this you know otherworldly demon, uh, has all these dark spells in. The spell okay. that created vampires is in it. But Doctor Strange realizes that that spell can also be used to undo vampires. And at the end of this four issue oh. arc, yeah, Doctor Strange plus Wong, um, uh, Hannah, and um, another guy whose name I can't remember, and Hannibal King, who is a private investigator, who is oh yeah 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 part of been, the nice talkers yeah. yeah 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 he was he had been turned to a vampire by Deacon Frost, so as Doctor Strange completes a spell as Dracula is attacking, um, he undoes the the fact that vampires can exist and like unmakes them. Hannibal King is saved even though he's a vampire because he had chosen to never feed on a living human. He would get blood from like blood banks and stuff and he worked against vampires and ah. he is it he ends up being like resurrected uh as a human at the end of oh, that okay. his vampirism okay. is cured so i'm wondering is that what happened to whistler yeah whistler never fed on anyone they fed yeah, him I mean, blood it's so weird that he's turned into a vampire and then just put in a vault like well what what's the blood that's in there is it human blood yeah and in the comics hannibal king was feeding on human blood, but it was blood from like blood banks. He never. F- oh, I'm sorry, he, I missed that part. Yeah, okay. he never took it like from a human being. From so a he never pa- being. transmitted the disease to somebody. Yeah, else. Yeah, like that being the evil act. 
So, I mean, okay, okay, that's okay. my headcanon. That's as good as anything they give us. Sure, that works. Or the producers really like Chris Christopherson and wanted him well, back for the sequel. Speaking of bringing back an elder statesman for the sequel, which is a clumsier mentor resurrection? Abraham Whistler here or Ramirez in Highlander 2, The Quickening? This one, because I've never seen Highlander 2, The Quickening. Oh! <gasps> Oh, don't, I mean, don't listen, don't. And those movies, I love the first movie. Do not watch any of the rest of them. They're garbage. They did it on uh, How This Get Made. I listened to it and went, yeah, I'm good. I, yeah. I got what I needed from this movie from, <laughs> from Jason. <laughs> but clearly that was the same thing. Like, if you love Sean Connery in the first movie, you'll love him in the second one. Uh, didn't he die? Bop, bop, bop. You'll love him in the second. Well, I mean, it's probably how we got Force Ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. That makes hey, sense. we <laughs> Alec Guinness wants to take more of our money. <laughs> Let's have him in the sequel. But he's not going to grow a beard for some weird we weird. I'm so funny that I'm doing this because there's a moment later in the film where somebody says a uh, thing and puts a W on an R. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> we wound it like six times to make sure they 100% do. In fact, it is the character we're about to be introduced to, which is Whistler meets Scud. Norman Reedus apparently has never looked clean. Yeah. <laughs> that's He's talked about that, like, with the success of The Walking Dead. He's always got to look sweaty and scummy. But even back here, like, is this pre or post Boondock Saints? It's got to be post. And I'm that's sure he got, got this. this. Yeah. Dear uh, the rest of my generation, much like Hocus Pocus, Boondock Saints sucks. Uh, so Boondock Saints 99, so three years prior. God, that movie was so stupid. I mean. Now, I didn't see it in 99, but everyone talked about it, and I saw it, like, probably around the same time as this, because I mentioned, yep. I talked to someone about Scud, and like, oh, he's in the Boondock Saints, you should really, wa- I'm fine, I'll watch it. And I'm sitting there the whole movie, like, arms crossed, going, what the fuck's the big deal? I mean, if you like Tarantino, I mean, there's an element of the whole... The like, spoiler alert, I do not. Exactly. So maybe that's why. I like the first one. I started to watch the second one, and I think I got 15 minutes, and I'm like, nope, this is a waste of my time. Is it both of them back? Is both it, of them are back, yeah. yeah. It's young Indiana Jones and... Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Daryl. Yeah. Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, he was that, and he was in Powder. Dear kids, don't look up anything about the person who directed Powder. He's a terrible man. Oh, is he really? Who is that? Uh, Victor Salva. Victor Salva. Don't mm-hmm. He also directed uh, Jeepers Creepers. Okay. One and two. Interesting. Weirdly, was not asked back oh. for the sequel. Yeah, you, he, you just you hit yeah, his controversy. His 19- yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. That's pretty. Terrible. All right. That's all I need to know about him. Okay. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. Hard. He can go straight to hell. I don't believe in hell except for pedophiles. <laughs> what are you doing here? Just a little aftermarket modification. You gave it a more aggressive exhaust profile ramping. Yeah. The whole package will crank that Betty up maybe 300 horsepower. You burn the damn thing out before your next oil change. I love this next line. Whistler meets Scud, Blade's young new technician, a marijuana smoker who likes rap music. What fucking boomer <laughs> found his way onto Wikipedia and like, I don't like how he smokes that jazz cabbage the and listens to that cabbage. urban music. He's smoking the reefer, son. Reefer. Like, I was just like, and? Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, so, a pandemic. Not wrong. Not wrong. 
is turning vampires into reapers, which are primal mutant creatures with a ravenous thirst for blood and a highly infectious bite that transforms both human and vampires alike. Um, do they have the rights to use the word mutant? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. You, yes. Uh, the, you know, but that, that totally like ignores the fact that visually, and again, uh, you know, it's the predator mouth, but the visual appearance of these these vampires, you'd be hard pressed to find a vampire movie where they are more horrifying than this. I mean, this pegs the scale. They are borderline zombies. Mm-hmm. How they look, yeah. how they act. Norman Reedus got some good uh, practice for like <laughs> <He> uh, <sure laughs> did. 10 years down the road. Yep, sure did. Sure did. Now, in order to combat the Reapers, vampire overlord Eli Damaskinos. What did you call him? Old man vampire? No, uh, uh, vampire daddy. Vampire daddy. He's uh, a vampire. He's he's um, Bill Nye in the Underworld movie. Sure. You know who that actor is? He's also in something else. He's in a few things. His oh, name... he's, he's in the Avengers. Yes. He's, he's uh, Baron... Baron Von Strucker. He yeah. is uh, Thomas Kreshman. Was he in True Blood? I don't think so. No, I seem to have him mistaken with someone from True Blood. Um, First, I thought he was the... Timothy Oliphant? No, 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 no. The main guy from True Blood. They have a very similar... Oh, True Blood. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, The the guy that married... um, Anna Paquin's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do they get married in real life, too? They did. Oh, that's adorable. So, you might know him. He was in that Penny Dreadful City of Angels TV series. Did not watch. He's in Westworld. Did not watch. Uh, uh, I watched like the first half a season, and I was like, eh, "Maybe this isn't for me." Yeah, he's in a later later season. What would you have seen? Avengers: Age of Ultron. Well, that uh, Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart and The Rock. That's a fun movie. That's I know. I just don't like the fat shaming part of it. Got it. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Right. He's the other reporter with um, uh, Airplane Passenger. It says. I think he has a smaller role. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. It's the, it's the Margot Robbie Tina Fey movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, I mean, I need to revisit that movie. He plays Dracula in Dracula 3D, the 2012 film for, with Asia Argento. Oh, I watched that weekly. No, <laughs> got it. I'd watch Dracula 2000 before I'd watch, watch that Dracula again. 3D. Yeah. yeah. I've but never seen Dracula 3D. Just... The fact he, that it's a 2012 movie and they have to point out that it's in 3D, I'm like, mm, yeah, nope, 40 yeah, years yeah. too late for that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, he's Baron Strucker, which is funny because, you know, in the comics, that's a, he's a, you know, dangerous villain. And he was, it was a, it turned was a brilliant com- bit of like, relief. <laughs> yeah. It was like a brilliant bit of like misdirection, right? Like he did not turn out to be significant in any way. Do all. not surrender to the Avengers. I'm going to surrender to the surrender. Avengers. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, um, the, uh, so old, uh, when you, vampire daddy sends his minion Assad and daughter Nyssa, Nyssa to strike Nyssa. a truce, Nyssa to strike a truce with blade who becomes reluctantly allies with the vampires. So let's break into his lair and try and kick the shit out of him. That'll make him want to have a truce with us. Yeah. 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 Agreed. That was, Agreed. That was pretty stupid of them. Now, if you ignore that logic, their assault on the lair is one of the best action set pieces in the, 
in the film, I think. Mm-hmm. So Del Toro, clearly there's some, you know, visual things, you know, styles that I like. The, the two of them, Assad and Nissa fighting in the, in the black, like, uh, wetsuits they look like, which is clearly designed to protect them from sun. Dear DC fans, if you read The Court of Owls, they're totally wearing proto-Talon uniforms. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, I hope the rumor is true that the third Batman movie that we're building to The Court of Owls. Oh, really? The Court of Owls is a fucked up, amazing story. Interesting. Did you get a, a vibe of those two specifically when they're uh, attacking from the first Hellboy movie, Carl Ruprecht, the skinny guy that is... Uh, it's got the wind-up heart yeah, and everything. Yeah yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Beats the Matrix because it's all, like, sleek and black. and y- Yeah, yeah. And that, those sequences are great. That's a moment where they just... They mix in some wire work, which is good, with CGI characters jumping, and it doesn't blend well, in my opinion. What's so interesting is that I'm just realizing the floodlights behind them are also yep. there... Have they figured out how to delete wires at this point? I guess they must have, because that's why they're lit that way. Because when the wire work happens, they're like, you can't see the wires anymore, motherfuckers. Because it's so bright. Oh, maybe. So they're, they're totally being like, look what we can do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think by this point, yes. Because Muppet Christmas Carol, they deleted all the sticks. Oh, really? Right? Oh, I don't know. Yes. Fuck, I'm going to, I know now Disney, if you watch on Disney Plus, Disney themselves went through and deleted them. Did they really? Yes, I think they did. And people were mad. I'm like, I'm okay with not seeing the sticks to the puppets. Right. Um, Del Toro, also clearly a director who finds people he likes working with and keeps working with them. Uh, I love, I mean, totally leaning in on the lawyers are are blood-sucking leeches. I love the human lawyer Working for old, uh, you know, vampire daddy. Uh, his name, so the character's name is Coonan, played by Carl Rodell, or Carol Rodell, Roden, I'm sorry, uh, of who, of course, was Rasputin in the 2004 Hellboy. And again, he has very much Guy Pierce meets Richard Roxborough vibes. Yes. Yep. Like from in scenes, from angle to angle, I'm like, God, it's Guy Pierce. God, it's Richard Roxborough. Yeah. You know, Richard Roxborough is, right? That I do not know. Richard He's Roxborough. played a vampire in a little movie called Van Helsing! Oh. He was Dracula. He was oh, also yeah. in, he was the Duke in Moulin Rouge. Didn't see that. You never saw Moulin Rouge. Nope. He was just in Elvis, which I did not watch. Oh, my God. Oh, and he's in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, he's uh, Moriarty. Oh, is that who he is? Oh, he sure is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like him. He's great. He was also in uh, Mission Impossible 2. Yep. Um, (laughs) But I can't believe you've never seen Moulin Uh, Rouge. It's so batshit crazy. It's so good. I've seen pieces of it. It looks like he was just in the new Elvis movie, which I didn't watch. I still haven't watched yet. Loved. She loved it. Uh, It's like three hours long, right? Mm, I I think it is. She watched it and loved it. Yeah. I got to carve out time for it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, So uh, that's our little uh, trip down casting lane there. Now, Blade does agree to ally with the vampires. He teams up with the Blood Pack, (laughs) an elite group of vampires originally assembled to kill Blade. The pack consists of Assad, Nyssa, Reinhardt. The wonderful Ron Perlman, or as you like to say. Well, he's my Hellboy. Yes. Oh, oh, I put my note in the wrong side. I've I've got, got, yeah. 
I can yeah. see your note. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was like, yeah. I don't have anything else to say than it's the wonderful Ron Perman. It is my Hellboy, 100%. Uh, also in the blood pack are Chupa, Snowman, Priest, Verlaine, and Verlaine's lover, Lighthammer. And when I read this and then watched the movie, I'm like, well, he better be wielding a big fucking hammer. I'm only disappointed that the lad, that the hammer didn't like light up with UV light. You know, when he hit But that would have hurt him, too. That would have hurt him, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the only problem. That's fair. Now, Reinhardt hates Blade. That is the understatement of this entire <laughs> plot summary. That's fair. Me and the uh, gang were wondering, can you blush? And challenges him to fight, but in response, Blade implants an explosive on his head to keep him in line. That if you, ass. If you liked it in Escape from New York, you'll love it here, because it's right in his skull. Well, it's also the Suicide Squad. Like, yeah, sure, sure. Like, it wanted Ron Perlman to be like, so what are we, some sort of uh, suicide, suicide Squad? squad. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't have a Ron Perlman. <laughs> my Ron Perlman is just make my voice gravelly. That's right. That's right. And I think that's actually the official Ron Perlman voice. I, the only thing I can do just because I watch it so much is in Alien Resurrection. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I watch it so much. Mm-hmm. I think because my brain was like, is this a good movie? I can't tell. I think the answer to that is no. But when they're down in the sewers, man, Ron Perlman spends a lot of fucking movies in sewers. Yeah, he sure does. Um, he He's like, hey, if you want to kill yourself, that's cool. That's that's my uh, That's a pretty good one. He, he's got that the tinge of New York in there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and I mean, that's what always made me go, why is he suddenly from New York 400 years in the future? Right. Honestly, if you haven't watched Sons of Anarchy, it's a good series. It's a really good series. Never watched it. Yep, I know. Was Titus Welliver on that too? I know he's on in Deadwood. Yep. You know who who he now is? No. Lex Luthor in Titans. <gasps> is he really? Oh, yeah, but they're doing this actor. thing where they shave his the way they shave Luthor's head, but give him a beard. I'm like, do you not know the history? Yeah, the reason he's the, bald is because he wears a fucking kryptonite ring and it poisons him. That's the new history. The old one was wasn't it that uh, Superboy like blew out. A chemical fire in his lab, and it, he blew it onto Lex. And there's that in Smallville. Was that one of the meteors? Like, like, oh, really? oh, yeah, my haircut. Oh, that's yeah, funny. Oh, that's Poor funny. Michael Rosenbaum. If you ever hear any of the stories about the pain he had to go, like, because he'd have to shave it every day. Oh, oh, it wasn't a bald cap. It was no. He had no hair. Oh my! And he had to shave it literally every day. Oh, that's every morning. And if the shoot went too long, he had to shave during they the would day. have to shave his head again. I'm like, that's crazy. What a fucking way to uh, live. I had to shave when I was in um, tech school because we'd get up at like 3 30 in the morning. Um, God, before first formation. Yeah, I know. There was a few times when I had, I was in tech school when I had to uh, go, go back to the, um, to the dorm, like at lunchtime and shave because the instructors said my, Shadow was too shadowy. I was like, okay, all right. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, agreed. Where's the entrance? I don't see any signs. No vampire glyphs. No, because of you, we've had to rethink our habits. They investigate a vampire nightclub that had a weird name. What was the name of the nightclub? Ah, I missed it. The House of Pain. This pretty much was like, hey, did you think some of the nightclub scenes when (laughs) Cano's going after the white rabbit in uh, Matrix are kind of fucked up? Welcome to Nightmare Fuel. Yes. Yes. This is disturbing. 
disturbing. Mm-hmm. The one vampire that's got her back open and they're fucking with her spinal column. And I'm like, doesn't yeah. it hurt? Like, vampires still feel pain. There's definitely some body horror elements yeah. in, in these vampires that we didn't get in the first Blade movie. But again, 100%. again, these vampires are truly scary. Whereas the, the in the first movie, I mean... Yep, they're going to kill you. I mean, they're dangerous, but th- these are horror vampires, in my opinion. Yeah, in the first one, vamp- the vampires are scary because, air quotes, vampires are scary. Yeah, yep. In this, vampires are scary because here are the scenes that make them scary. Yeah, agree, agree. And then yep. the Reapers enter the picture, and I'm like, well, vampires aren't that scary anymore. Because <laughs> the Reapers right, are no. terrifying. These go to 11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Reapers go to like 14. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. The only thing I'm glad they didn't do it, for some reason, um, when they give, like in uh, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. when they give humans cat eyes, fucking yeah. freaks me out for some reason. Yeah. And uh, if you know anybody who has had um, LASIK surgery, they have cat eyes. Do they? My mother-in-law, my mom. Yeah. If you catch the light just right, you get like a because there's a there's a corrective thing there. Yeah, yeah. And it and it just goes the right way. You're like, God damn it. Oh God, cat people. It makes a different it's a different <laughs> angle. So you get a little bit Yeah, depending reflection. on the angle, just Got like it. Yep. Yep. Oh um, that's horrifying. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm good with maybe, yeah. maybe they're reapers. Maybe they're oh, reapers. Fuck. But that was the thing. Like I, the whole movie, I'm like, don't give them cat eyes. Please no. don't give them cat eyes. <laughs> I don't like them at all. <laughs> Uh, so they encounter the Reapers and discover they are immune to most vampire weaknesses. That sucks. That does suck. The Reaper leader, I did not know his first name was Jared. I thought he was just Nomak. Uh, me too. Me too. Again, reinforcing this idea that Del Toro finds people he likes working with. Um, you haven't seen him yet because you haven't seen Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Is he the brother? Is He's he like the, the main villain? Yeah, Prince Nuada. Yep. Yeah, who is... Um, his name is Luke Goss. He started as a drummer in an 80s band called, uh, uh, what was it? It was uh, Boys or Bros or something like that. Um, well, he started in Bros and then moved to a band called Hoes. You know, he was Bros before Hoes. Yeah, with his twin brother, Matt Goss, they had a very successful boy band called Bros. Yeah. Um, but he's wonderful in this. He's not like he's so good that like you're like who's Steven Dorf? Like he's so fucking good in this movie. Well, I, I'm really looking for I'm looking forward to us pulling uh, Hellboy two. I'm now very excited he, for it to see more of this actor. Like if if you like his vibe in this, you're going to love Golden Army. You know what I also loved about his vibe is that he stayed in the same um, unhomed uh, costume the entire yeah. movie. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I expected when when we got to the siege on uh, Vampire Daddy's castle. <laughs> yeah. I expected him to, like, be, like, all in all, like, black leather and, like, now I'm a... Whirr. I'm so glad he just stayed in the same costume the whole movie. It made him even more terrifying. Because he kept is, it real. That is the um, Halloween costume pack for... The um, poor destitute vampire, right? Yeah. God, that meme went got so out of control. Yeah, yeah it did. I don't yeah. remember a meme getting that crazy in a long time. Yeah, like, that was pretty good. My was really almost any time I went on Twitter before it became a hellscape, even more, 
or Instagram, mm-hmm. it would I'd like scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, the the spirit of Halloween, you know, yeah, okay, scroll. Like is. some places were doing like ten. To, the, the Star Trek one that I follow, mm-hmm. they did like ten of them. I'm like, all right, you you, you can stop. Yeah, <laughs> you've done way too many. Just and now sadly they're getting dirty with their memes. And I'm like, oh, I didn't. I don't like yeah. them. Well, that's what happened. That's why we can't have nice things. Yeah. So Jared Nomack arrives and holds Nissa hostage. He tries to recruit Blade to his cause, to which Blade should have just been like, you, you know what I do, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, citing their mutual hatred of vampires. Priest is bitten and Mercy killed. Like, it, when Priest showed up, yeah. I was like, Priest is going to be the first one. Yeah, that's right. Like, oh, he's not making it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lighthammer is bitten but conceals his bite, and Norman Reedus took note of this for The Walking Dead. It's not a spoiler <laughs> for his character. Just it was a very. I think that's why I think of them as zombies, the, oh, the sure. Reapers, because of this exact moment. Oh yeah, that's I, fair. I can't think of a zombie movie where this shit doesn't go down. Where someone yeah. gets bit. Uh, it's been long enough. Spoiler alert: When Coral died on The Walking Dead. Coral. Coral. I gotta find Coral. Coral. The zombie attack where he got bit that was like mm-hmm. a couple weeks before, people went back and showed that scene, and you can see Chandler Riggs holding his side when he comes into frame. Oh, like he, they gave it, they gave, gave it away the right little, then that he got bit. Got but subtle like, enough that y- you wouldn't have noticed it until you were looking it was for it. So cool. I, I really like that. That um, was back when the show was good. I love those moments when the breadcrumbs are appropriately placed early on. Mm-hmm. The literally the very beginning, when Nomak, before we know he's the Reaper, is going into that blood bank in Prague. The vampire and, blood bank, yeah. And uh the one the female that's bringing him in is asking about the scar on his chin, and he says Jonathan accident. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And so later I was like, oh, I see what he did there. That was really Thank good. you for reminding me of that because it brings me back to my very first note of the movie. Oh. So we've got the old uh, take a ticket, wait in line, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. done the best in Beetlejuice. Yep, agree. And yet the person who comes to get Nomak knows his name is Nomak. Jared Nomak, we're ready for you now. How? He took a ticket. She should have said number 53 or whatever number was on his ticket, um, not... Not Mr. Nomak? Listen, you know my pet you know what my pet peeve is? This is this is quibbling. This is quibbling oh. to the tenth degree, but oh. I was just like, what's happening? Oh no, I'll bitch. When I go into Dunkin' Donuts oh. and Well, it's, there's your first mistake. When you give me a receipt that has a n- large number prominently on it, and then I'm waiting oh. with other people for my beverage, and the person holds up the thing and reads what the coffee is, but Not doesn't the say number. the fucking number that's right there. I'm like, why is the fuck? Don't read it. To, don't read it to me. Give me the number because I know two fifty four. That's my number. Uh huh. And there's no mistaking it. Oh, that fucking annoys the shit out of me. Sorry. Well, okay. All right. I'm better. Okay. Okay. You got a little chuck. <laughs> I got there I for got, a minute. I got a little. I did a little bit there. Bitching about some uh, some some Duncan. Don't fuck with my Duncan. Yeah. 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 I come down to Duncan every day. Grab a Corolla. Have an extra lodge. Three parliaments. Take a big dump. That's kind of the routine. In this uh, nightclub, I forgot to mention. There's yes. a moment where a vampire snorts blood. Do you remember uh, this? Crystallized like- blood. This is coke blood? <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming it was either oh, either blood from someone who had done coke or you mix the coke with blood. But yeah, it's clearly coke. 
It's clearly blood. Coke, but they made it red, so it's they it's okay. It it's blood Coke. Yeah, I saw that to keep the R rating, they had to make the Reaper's blood green. Oh, because there was so much of it? Yeah, and what's his face? Uh, Vampire Daddy's. Did you notice his blood was like blue? Like It looked like yeah. Tide. Yeah, yeah. It did, to which it when did. he's laying down at the end and it's coming closer to his mouth, I'm like, oh, God, don't swallow, don't swallow, don't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be very bad. That'll be very bad. Don't do that. Lighthammer's bitten but conceals his bite like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Whistler disappears and Scott is attacked by several Reapers, uh, which dries off with UV lights. Uh, during the autopsy scene. Yeah. Did you see this note? No. 30 members of the crew were blinded temporarily because of the misuse of UV lights during the oh, scene. Oh, that's no fucking joke. That's that's, that's a, no joke. And also, uh, to a lesser extent, that final scene, there's a moment where one of the guards that has the gun on blade. Yeah. Has his laser scope or his laser sight oh. cross in front of the camera? I'm like, oh, that's how you break cameras. That's yeah. how you break cameras. Yikes. Don't if you, dear people who are planning your weddings, <laughs> if your DJ's like, I'm gonna set up lasers, and you have a videographer that's going to be doing videography during the dance portion of the night. Yep, tell him to please turn them off. That's how you fucking ruin thousands and thousands of dollars worth of cameras. Well, that they is no joke. fuck them up so hard, hmm. like permanently damage them. No repairing them. Oh shit. There's a video floating around that shows it. And like the, the lasers are going like this and all of a sudden it goes right in front of it. And it just creates four <gasps> lines about this thick through the, uh, through no the thing. Shit. You're like, Oh my God. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Wow. And what do you do? You charge the DJ. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, I would point out that Scud he does drive them off with UV lights, but <clears> also <throat> the iconic Desert Eagle. Oh, right, he does it, pull a Desert Eagle, doesn't you, he? Again, you, Matrix. Yes, yes, that's what all the agents use. Yeah, yeah, because it's an almost oversized gun. It's, it's a avail- cannon. It's available in a fifty cal, which is fuck. Yeah, yeah yes, that's ridiculous. Yes. yes, exactly. I think the only person to ever handle one of those that it didn't look ginormous in yep. is. Arnold in uh-huh. Last Action yeah. Hero. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a normal firearm. It looks gun. like a normal <laughs> firearm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then you see him like a well, Beretta in like uh, the Terminator. You're like, this looks silly in your hands. Yeah. You're a giant man. What's the the noisy cricket from yep, Men in Black? The noisy yeah. cricket. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like in his hands. <laughs> All right. So as the sun rises, Nomak retreats and Whistler returns. Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. Reveals he found a Reaper's nest in the sewer. So what are they going to do? They're going to go in the sewer. Yep. <laughs> With their good clothes? Oh. <laughs> and also, like, I, I wanted round promo, like, really? Sewers again? What are we going to tap on the bars to do Listen, Morse code? That or somebody's reading the script and they're like, wait, there's a sewer, sewer scene. Get me Ron Perlman. You know? <laughs> Give me the guy who made it the beginning of his career dressed like a lion. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If there's one man who knows sewers, it's Perlman. Give me him. So Nissa dissects the dead Reaper. As I said, the 30, per, 30 crew members were temporarily blinded and learns Thanks. that the heart is encased in durable bone, but for one spot. So are they dragons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that the, well, well, hang on. That's Tolkien lore. Is that, that's not the, that's, is that the lore in? No, that's specifically smog. Uh, it's all dragons in. I mean, we don't see many other we dragons. There are there are no other dragons. Yeah, but that uh, the Salmarillion. There are plenty oh, of dragons. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But yeah, 
Yeah. During the third age, there. The not. third age, there's Smog. I believe yeah. I just outnerded you. Uh, yes, yes, you sure did. You sure Selma did. Really yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Smog. Thank you for pronouncing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Has a little belly spot. It's a little tickle spot. Yeah. Once again, even though we both love Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, fuck, what's his name? The guy who does it in the Hobbit um, animated movie. Oh, I don't know. Oh From God, the- he's so good because he's clearly drunk doing it. He's like, "Whoa, thief." I can smell you. Um, you might as on. well come out now. So that <laughs> like, yep, is that's a dragon. <laughs> the 1977 The Hobbit, which of course was a was it Ralph Bakshi? Uh, no, it's Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. Bakshi uh, did uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. And the Last Unicorn, right? No, that's Rankin Bass. Also, that's Rankin Bass as well. All right. So Bakshi did Lord of the Rings and Wizards. Oh, okay. And heavy uh, metal. Obviously. Heavy metal. That that's a that's a fun that's, that's a, a fun bizarre movie. This, movie. Yeah. Uh, Richard Boone, who was uh, an American actor, starred in over fifty films, most notable for his roles in westerns, mm-hmm. including his starring role in the television series Have Gun Will Travel. I've heard of that. Never seen Have it. Have Gun Will Travel is the way of a man. Got it. I'm looking to see if there'd be anything I'd recognize him from. I mean, there's definitely Besides some Smaug. Yeah, he's you've he's seen in, that, right? You've, you've yeah, oh, had seen, to have seen oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That I is where, uh, as we were talking today with the uh, fourth pillar of play people, yes, that is where Casey became scared of spiders because oh, <laughs> the spiders oh, in that movie sure. are, are terrifying. Fuel, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. move it along, guys. Realizing UV light is their only weakness, Scud and Whistler make UV weapons for the team. As well as UV emitting bomb strong enough to take out the entire nest. Yes. Why does it say I'm reading this one too? Well, I it does. Up. So you're. I'm just gonna it. keep going. Keep going. Uh, so uh, as I said, they enter the sewer, and <laughs> Rob Perlman was just like, "Not this shit again." Yeah, um, <laughs> yes. I'm getting too uh, old for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> getting too old to be in sewers, people. Yeah, entering the Reaper's nest. If we ever get to interview Ron Perlman, we need to ask him. How many times have you been in a sewer in a movie? Because mm-hmm. was he in one in Enemy he, at the Gates? Oh my god, I think he was in one in Enemy at the Gates. Oh, I forgot Fuck. he was in that. That is that the Ed Harris versus Jude Law snipers. Uh, yeah, yeah. where well, you see uh, what's her face is Tushy. Oh, go on. Who? Uh, Rachel Vice. Oh, I mean, but it's it's such a it's such a long movie. I mean, there's so many scenes. Like, which one specifically was it? Uh, it's about three quarters of the way through when yeah. they have sex <laughs> okay. secretly. All right. Okay. Got it. I love, I love that you knew right where it was too. Okay, good. All right. It was about three quarters of the way through. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was a good movie. I, I remember really liking that film. Yeah. It was a good movie. I agree. Beyond seeing Rachel Weisz's Tushin. Okay. Lighthammer transforms into a Reaper and kills Snow. That's uh, Snowman. That's a like. I was like, no, Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah wait, yeah. he's the cool one. He's the cool one wearing eyeliner. That I don't know how I feel about that, but yeah. he's a vampire. What do you want to do? Sure. What do you want? It comes with the you get the fangs, then the eyeliner. Yep. Yeah, it's the uh, you know as the term that we used in the early late nineties, early two thousands. He's metrosexual. Yeah, that's fair. Or that bullshit term that yes. heterosexual men didn't want to be like, yeah, I'm a straight guy who wears makeup. David Beckham. David Beckham. Um, uh, fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi used it too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, and even then I was like, this feels dumb. <laughs> like, if you're a straight dude who wants to wear makeup, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? You do it all day for your job. Yeah. You and McGregor. So who gives a shit if you want to put a little eyeliner on? Uh, Valerian sacrificed herself. To kill this 
synopsis is very generous because my note that I forgot to put in here is, so the only female of the group is the only one who runs away from the Reapers in fear and then is a dum-dum and accidentally gets herself killed. It is super-duper sexist. I saw the plot summary. I watched that scene. I'm not confident that it was a sacrifice. It kind of looked like she was just panicking and trying to get away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sexism. Yep. <laughs> it's been around a long time. Even the vampires. Uh, so Chupa mm-hmm. and uh, Reinhardt attack Whistler. Like everybody becomes 20 to 35% dumber when we enter the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly yeah. we are in a horror film because everyone's, everyone's making stupid decisions. They make dumb decisions. Yes. Yes. Like I, I don't get it. They haven't succeeded in their mission yet. Why beat the shit out of They're supposed to be training as a team. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty shitty. But beyond that, why if you kill Whistler, guess who's gonna come after you? The vampire killer. Yeah. yeah. I, I would suggest at this point you need everybody on your side. You shouldn't be uh looking would to you take say on that anybody. you need everyone. <laughs> it's yeah, you just don't oh, it's so dumb. All right. Yep. Though I guess what we find out later, that's probably why. I'm sure Chupo had to have been in on it, but that's why Reinhardt attacks Whistler of what we're going to find out in a little bit mm-hmm. in the movie. Yep. Reinhardt attacks Whistler, who sprays Chupo with the Reaper pheromone. This attracts a horde, which killed Chupa, and Whistler escapes. Assad and Nissa are ambushed, and Assad is killed. Like, it is, oh shit, what's the band that does Let the Bodies Hit the Floor song? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but yes, you're right. <laughs> it is definitely Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. Yeah, you can't pay for the rights for that song, so don't uh, drop it in. Yeah, I'm not going to put it in. (laughs) That is Drowning Pool is the name of it. Yeah, we're not going to. Who cares? We're not going to use it. We're not using it. We've got a dead Chupa. We've got a dead Lighthammer. We've got a dead uh, (laughs) Valerian. Oh, no. We're not. Yeah, we're not. That's a different movie, Casey. That's a bad movie, Todd. Oh, Um, how dare you? Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about a different movie. I thought you were talking about a character in the movie. Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, right? Something like that. With (laughs) Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan, uh, yeah. And the Enchantress. Yes. Assad and Nissa are ambushed. Assad is killed. Blade saves Nissa and uses the UV bomb, which kills all the Reapers except for Nomak. Yep. Because convenience. Convenience. Nissa and Reinhardt manage to evade the blast. But Nyssa is seriously injured uh, until Blade allows her to drink his blood to survive. Now, before you say your note, I want—I sure. forgot to put sure. so when Reinhardt is figuring out that there's sunlight coming through, mm-hmm. how he sticks his gloved hand, yeah, which is established in the first movie. If you covered your skin, it's not going to hurt you. Yep. I mean, the whole... Again, soft reboot. Nissa and Assad's attack, they're immune to the UV light because the they're totally covered in those wetsuits. Yep. Yep. I mean, uh, how hard would it have been to have him just pull his glove off and do it that way? I, yeah. I feel like it was because it was practical. They were sending the smoke through the glove. So sure. that's the only reason. Yeah. Okay. Now, but, you know, overall, that whole sequence is incredibly well executed. If you ignore where there's some places that don't make sense, like the fact that light does not flow around corners like a gas, if you ignore those things, it's a fun and well-executed sequence. 
This is a good. This is a very good set piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all the set pieces are good in this movie. There's never a point where I'm like, ooh, this. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Yes. Yeah. Could have been different. Yeah. Now, Vampire Daddy, Damaskinos, uh, his forces betray and capture Blade, Whistler, and Scud. It is revealed that the Reapers exist as a result of Vampire Daddy's efforts to engineer a stronger breed of vampires. Nomak, the first Reaper, is his own son. What a twist! Which Vampire Daddy considers a failure due to his weakness to sunlight. Scud reveals himself to be one of Vampire Daddy's familiars. This is so. This is stupid. This is one too many twists oh. happening in the same scene. I, like I had a sneaking suspicion. I didn't remember that this happened, but I had a sneaking suspicion earlier. But like the family crest ring made me realize. Oh, obviously, Nomak is from the same family. They wouldn't spend the time on the ring if that wasn't going to be a plot point later. And then when Scud is turns out to be one of the familiars, I was just like. And also, he says, I'd rather be a pet than food. Isn't the point of a familiar that eventually they get turned into a vampire? Uh, probably. But maybe... I mean, I, I'm, thinking yeah. of, I'm thinking of Ryan, uh, um, Renfield. We, that, sure. that was Renfield's sure. thing. He wanted to become a vampire. Uh, Guillermo in What We Do in the Shadows is a, <laughs> the familiar. Yes. Yeah, and he wants to become a vampire, right? He sure does. He sure does. I'm not uh, actually going to turn him into a vampire. It, it's so funny that that's your note. My note is this is a satisfying reveal. Uh, because, again, I think at this point, if if you've accepted all of the ridiculousness of this, I mean, it just... It's like, okay, yep, that, that makes sense. I, I think what you were saying earlier, like, yeah. Sure. I think it was just one too many twists in the same scene. I was like, okay. what is this, the fucking M. Night Shyamalan movie? What? This is too much going on. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be my one complaint in the okay. end. Like, this is too much. Like, too it much? doesn't ruin the movie for me. It doesn't even knock it down what my grade's going to be at the end of this. It's just kind of like, and it's just the fact that it's like, here's a twist. Ah-ha-ha. But here's another twist. A twist oh, on top of a twist. And here's a third twist because we find out that... Scud is one of Vampire Daddy's familiars, but Blade, who already suspected this, kills him with the explosive he planted on Rein- Reinhardt earlier. So there's another twist that Reinhardt knew that the, the that it was a dud because Scud made it. Yep. But somehow Blade knew all of this and, and turned substituted. It in, yeah, did he substitute the dud for another one? Or did Whistler fuck with it real quick and do it? But in any case, so in Blade's head, it's like at some point he's gonna try and get me to to turn it on to prove that it's a dud, and it'll either blow his head off or someone else will have it, and then I'll be able to. Blow, it's too much plot convenience happening with all these twists right here. Yeah. This is the muddy part of the film for me. And, and it's not like we've established that Blade is like a master strategist, right? Mm-hmm. Like he can think, you know, four moves ahead. I mean, he's not he's not Sherlock Holmes, right? So right. you're right. If if you want to pull back, there's some stuff here that just gets a little bit silly. I, I've just it's accepted all too- of it. Yeah, so I've accepted it too, but I also need to point out that it's just a little much. That's fair. No, that's <laughs> like, fair. That's dang fair. On. Damaskinos plans to harvest Blade's Who? blood, uh, Vampire Daddy. Thank you. Uh, in order to develop an immunity to sunlight and create a new and entirely invincible breed of vampires. <sighs> so this isn't this kind of the thing in in Underworld also. Uh. In one of them, link, yeah, with the lichens. Like, isn't that what Scott Speedman kind of becomes? Like, the perfect because well, he doesn't. Wasn't have... that a net? Nat- wasn't that a uh, like 
wasn't he like a mutant? That wasn't the result of breeding. Yeah, it was. His, was he it? was a descent. He was a descendant of a lichen, but like, oh fuck, I don't remember. Yeah, I, who cares? It, Those yeah. movies are garbage. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, we see all of the lore you created here. We're gonna go times ten. We're gonna make it really fucking convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and yes. you can watch Kate Beckinsale kick the shit out of people, uh, which is not a which bad, I'm okay with. Not a bad movie. Yeah. Now, Whistler escapes Reinhardt and frees a nearly drained Blade, who falls into Vampire Daddy's blood pool, of course he does, restoring his strength. So two things. Yes. When Whistler escapes and he undoes his uh, handcuffs, in the establishing shot right before that, they are surrounded, Reinhardt and Whistler, by easily a dozen guards. Nobody's like, oh. And we don't see them file out nope. where it leaves. But just- then when they, they start fighting, they're just gone. I'm like. Oh, I missed that. That's very strange. And um, this is the, we mentioned one in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, um, which I'm sorry, I'm breaking our embargo about not ever talking about that movie again. Um, <laughs> I, what movie? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Some movie that we did. This this has a Apocalypse Now. Um, yeah, it uh, sure does. With him coming out, coming that, out of the water. People don't realize how fucking hard what he does there is to do. To come out of the water with your eyes open, mm, sure, sure, and sure. not be like, oh yeah, god, yeah, yeah. it burns, it's sticky, <laughs> right? Yeah, because it's it's red. Yeah, I wonder if it's just colored it's water. Just colored. Oh, it's just colored water. Colored it's not. Water. It's not. Yeah. It's not the thick. No, no. Yeah, because it runs off him like water, like but water. it's still like, yeah, oh, so painful. There uh, was a one uh, since I'm a recovering G's eye. Uh, you are. There was one night, Dad on the cross. Yep. Some of the fake blood that was on my head for mm-hmm. the crown of thorns, it goes oh no, and lands right in my eye socket. It rolled oh. down my forehead into my eye socket. And we're two minutes in to the five and a half minute ending. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <I'm> like, ah. <laughs> it might have been longer because uh, the, the Mary Magdalene that night, like, to take her time at the end. And I'm oh, just no. like, just get off stage so I can <laughs> breathe again. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, Blade fights his way through Vampire Daddy's henchmen and kills Reinhardt. Uh, mm. Again, another top-notch action sequence. I mean, th- this and movie does not disappoint. A, this is up there with, um, um, not not Donald Gleason. Who was the redhead in Blade? Oh, Donald Logue. Donald Logue. Yeah. Now, this is this death is as fucking satisfying as yeah. that. Agree. Because it's just like. Whoop, you're dead. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to waste my time. You want a half of Reinhardt? Because I've got two pieces here. That's right. Also, um, wasn't it established that if anyone used Blade's... Uh, well, the, yeah, the sword. You t- well, the thing is, if you, if you don't handle it correctly, those blades are going to spring out and slice your hand into pieces. Right. right, and he figures it out at first, but then he is using it yeah, because to fight it's, Blade. It's as long as you don't like, you know, turn the wrong thing or press the wrong button. Um, oh, I thought it was like a fingerprint sensor. No, no, like no, 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 because thermal scan. No, in the in the end of the first movie, when the sword is wedged into the thing, Blade throws something and it hits the, oh, hits it hits the it. handle yep. to get the yep. thing to start moving, which is what knocks it out. Yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. Continuing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Nomak enters Vampire Daddy's stronghold, seeking revenge for his father. 
when this started, first of all, this is the most badass Nomak is in the entire movie. Yeah. He's just fucking running down that hall. Oh, yeah. And they're shooting him. He's like, motherfucker, I'm coming for you. Oh, you are going to love Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. You are going to I, love it. But I was like, oh, God, this is the the hallway fight from Daredevil. Yeah. He's just going to take out all these guards. And then it cut away. I'm like, no, oh, wait. I want to see him kill those guys. Yeah. They, they could have given us more there. I yeah. wanted. That's where I was disappointed. That's what before when I was like, I'm disappointed in a moment in this movie because I wanted more. I wanted to see him take out every 100%. single one of those guys. Like a Daredevil fight. Yeah. I want Or oh the God. old boy hammer fight. Yeah. Oh, we don't talk about old boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah it's a good fight. Yeah. But the other stuff in that movie. Well, listen, it's you know, it's you one in for the penny, in for the pound. I don't know what to tell you. I will say that uh Elizabeth Olsen, uh not afraid of doing nudity, but make sure that it's not sexy. Because <laughs> <laughs> of what we know happens in that movie. Right, right. You're like, oh god, no, don't yeah, touch her. Don't touch her. <laughs> Thanos, get your hands off Scarlet Witch. Oh. <laughs> it's still you. I know. I was just drinking some beer. Oh, right? okay. Just give me a second. There we go. God damn it. Nissa betrays her vampire daddy. Yep. Who could have seen that coming? Oh. Like, as soon as she was like, oh, it's my brother. I'm like, how did you not notice your brother is missing? Yeah. 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 Uh, and, yep. Agree. Like, I wanted I wanted that uh, uh, game night when Rachel McAdams kills that guy. I wanted the, it's my brother. Oh, that's why he's been missing. That's right. This is another thing that doesn't exactly make sense. Was Nomak initially a regular vampire? Yes. Who was then modified? Okay, because we see Vampire Daddy with those embryos, which suggests that he's like Oh, that's a good them. point. Oh, wait. So these Reapers must be a recent threat. They can't be as old as Nomak appears to be. The embryos that we see are because they very very violently take Blade's blood. I'm like, there's an easier way to get that. No, no, blood. no. He's isn't he holding one up like uh but like this was implementing a, this was that blood into the embryo is going oh. to do something. Okay, got it. It doesn't got matter it. I because thought those were Whistler the... takes a gun to all of them. Sure. I thought those were examples of Okay, oh no, no you're Max, okay. That like, makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, got it. Because he's gonna so drain I, Blade's blood and then Jesus give it to the Okay, embryos. Okay. Also, I both these movies end with a nearly drained blade well, getting some super vampire blood and being <laughs> like Popeye eating his spinach. Like it's no. pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. Not mad. No. In no. this movie. In the first one, I was yeah. well I was grossed out. It's a better movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So she seals off their escape route. To a heliport. Yep. And Vampire Daddy is killed by Nomak after failing to negotiate with him. This was awesome. Yeah, it was. If you believe what you are saying, why is your voice trembling? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I would be curious to know what Guillermo del Toro's relationship with his own father is. Because in two movies that we've seen and in another one that you haven't seen, there's some. Daddy issues. Yeah, actually, actually, both Hellboys, right? Like, sure, sure the sure, one sure. that you saw with David Harbour, plus the first one with Perlman. Um, and I'll tell you, it's not really a spoiler. There's there's a point where that question of fathers and sons and the conflict between them comes into play in Golden Army as well. So, okay, um, I you know I'm I'm curious what Del Toro's relationship with his father is. I I, I wonder if there's something there to that because it's it seems to be a common theme hmm. that he goes back to. I don't know. That is interesting. Yeah. We should 
If only we did more research. If only we did more research. <laughs> I did a little digging, but I didn't find anything like on a uh-huh. superficial look. I got to say, uh, so as soon as Nomak went in for the hug with Vampire Daddy, I'm like, oh, Vampire Daddy's getting bit. Because of the way, like, oh, yeah. Like, Vampire Daddy, you are a vampire. Don't expose your fucking neck. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the first day of being a vampire. Okay, so you're a vampire now. I'm just gotta, assuming he's going to have an Eastern European accent. Sure. And uh, what you need to do is make sure that you bite the neck right where the jugular, you know, right past the jugular, but make sure you get that artery. You got to protect your neck. That's right. Yeah. But he's like, hey, I'm going to hug you and expose my neck. Like, I expect him just to bite him and not to have a badass uh, line before biting him. (laughs) But when he bit Nyssa, which is the next line, Nomak bites Nyssa, I went, oh, no. (laughs) I was like, wait. Because she, like, exposed her neck and was like, let's do this kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, and Blade's going to come in. They're going to fight. And then he bit her. I was like, wait, did she die? I I did not remember this movie at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, so drinking her blood, Blade and Nomak engage in battle, and Blade stabs Nomak in his only weak spot, his penis. Wait, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's every living man's weak spot. That's... <laughs> With his revenge complete and wanting to end his suffering. Oh, I did not get that from the movie. I was very confused when Nomak stabbed his heart. I was like, wait. Yeah, I mean, you know, I th- even before they fight, Nomak is like, this can be the end here. Like, you know, almost like the, the fight didn't have to happen. Part of Nomak's plan was to kill his father. Hello, Oedipus. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, wasn't his plan early in the movie to turn all vampires into reapers? So if he dies, if he's a, agent, if he's patient zero and all the other reapers are dead, that doesn't, why does he stab himself? Yeah, why does I, he let the blade go the rest of the way in? It's very strange. My theory is he has a a wound that will never never heal, right? Like what his father did to him. And killing his father didn't, you know, it didn't bring peace. I don't think he expected it would. Oh, well, look, it happened like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Give no, yourself I, some time, Nomak. He's so far, he's so far down, the, you know, that it's it, it's not ever going to make a difference. That's my opinion. I will say when he stabs himself, mm-hmm. uh, when he plunges the sword the rest of the way through, this is the best effect in the movie. Yeah. With the slow Agreed. glow that starts. Oh, it was really a cool visual. I very much liked yeah. this whole visual here. Because I think it was like a mix of practical. I think practically they they lit him from down below. Yep. I rewind it like three times. I'm like, this is really cool. This is good Th- that early is the best. 2000 CG, which is really hard to say. That is the best the CG looks in the movie. I, I will agree with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, so, fulfilling Nessa's wish of a dying as a vampire, Blade takes her outside and embraces her as her body disintegrates due to the sunrise. Hey, Todd, remember a little movie called 30 Days of Night? Yes. Hey, Todd, remember this is how Josh Hartnett dies? He sure does, yeah. Hey, Todd, do you know what comic book came out this same year as Blade 2? No kidding, what? 30 Days of Night. Did it? Fuck you guys, you stole it, it from them. I mean, it's a pretty common trope. I mean, I'm not sure that they invented it, but it's also in, what's the Netflix movie? Black Mass? Or Midnight Mass? Midnight Mass? Uh, spoilers. I'm not saying who or what. I'm just saying. Son of a bitch. All right, well, you can bleep it. But I gotta watch it. I gotta watch that, because I really oh, like I'm Rahul. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I really like Rahul Carly a lot. It's really good. It's really good. Um, he's a good actor. You know, 
I really like the idea, and you know, Nissa establishes early, right? Like she's a true born vampire. She wasn't a human that was turned. But I lo- I like that idea of like the one thing that these all powerful beings, the one thing she can't have is to see the sun. And and maybe I'm yeah. kind of reading into that, but I, I kind of like that. No, idea it's one hundred percent. She she yeah. knows she's dying, and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna die anyways. Let me see the thing that could kill me." So. Yeah. Yeah, it was sweet. I I like that moment. Yeah, the best uh, I've never seen a sunrise. And now I get to is uh, the wildly okay Star Trek Insurrection. They're on a planet that uh, deages them. Okay, so of course it it also heals ailments. So Jordy yeah. loses his uh, implants. Oh, his visor. oh yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't have his oh. visor at this point because Lavar oh, Burton's like, we're making movies now. Yeah. I'm not covering I'm my not, fucking eyes. Got it. He only has it in Generations, and the only reason is because Generations started filming literally 10 days after they they wrapped the series. Oh, wow. Holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty wild. It's like, did we finish this? What's happening? Why are we suddenly just doing this again? <laughs> but there's this beautiful scene between Patrick Stewart and LeVar Burton where he's like, look, I don't know how long it's going to last after we leave this planet. Yep. And... I just want to see a sunrise. And then it's just the two of them looking at a sunrise and you've got two actors who know how to emote. And you're just like, okay, this movie's not great, but that's fuck, a good, this is a good yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I nice. highly recommend seeking out that scene. Oh, also all the vampires when they die, it's very painful. How come Nissa like they gets to die like a Jedi? Uh, I, I think she was in so much pain from the bite from her brother that, She's behind or it. she's the hot girl, and they don't want her to be going when she's dying. She's a uh, crispy girl after dark. She's a crispy girl after dark. Um, did you know that there's a deleted script? It never actually got done, but there's a deleted scene in the script where Nissa and Blade, well, Blade stabs her in a very different way. Oh, oh, I did not, but uh, not surprised by that. I mean, clearly they were trying to establish that connection. Oh boy, were they ever! Hmm. All right. uh, sometime later, I love that phrase. Uh, yep. In London, in modern day, kill, or in, today, now. To, <laughs> sometime later in London today, yeah. I mean, all we needed was London Calling to be playing. That's right. Seemed That's right. to be like, yeah, we get it. We're we in fucking it. London. We're in London. Blade kills a vampire who is never mentioned any other part of this synopsis, but low key is one of my favorite things in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. The thing that is always skipped over in vampire lore, but just is kind of like show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're like when you are turned into a vampire, that's what you are. So right. this poor bastard was overweight, out of shape, bald. long, scraggly hair. Uh, bald on top. Yeah. Bald on top. And he's just fucking stuck like this for eternity. He is in a... Uh, uh, porn house? I, I can't think of another Grind term house. for it. Oh, oh, a peep show. Peep show. Sorry. He's in a peep show. Thank you. He's in a peep show. For some reason, he has razor blades. I don't understand what those are for. I don't want to know what those are for. <laughs> uh, and the lights come up, and it is Blade with, uh, finally, Wesley Snipes gets to have his uh, 90s um, quip before killing someone. Well, you didn't think I forgot about you, did you? Stabs his sword through the glass. <laughs> and Movie. Oh, Todd. Casey, that was a fun movie. I really fucking like this movie. And I this think is, this is, is of the Blade movies so far. 
Yeah. <laughs> of the two we've done. Of the two. I would both. definitely revisit this one before I would revisit yeah. Blade. I, here's the thing. If you haven't seen the first one, I would tell you to go watch the first one because it, it's helpful to see that tone. The problem is, to your point, the high point of the movie is like 10 minutes in after the bloodbath nightclub. Yeah, then you're like, well, just uh, just you know, get through it. But this mm-hmm. is a movie I would watch again. 100%. Yeah, I yeah. would totally watch this. So, uh, as always, yes, we got some questions. We do. Hey, Todd, who was your favorite character? Ooh, I mean, Blade is more interesting in this one and, and mm-hmm. a better performance, but uh, I mean, Reinhardt's okay. I mean, I I like I like Nomak. To be yeah, honest with same. You. It's it's one hundred percent Nomak. Oh yeah, he's okay. he is so compelling. I yeah. really dug the the actor who played Nomak. Uh, this is a t- this is a tough one. Um, what is the best scene? It is when Nissa and um, what's his face, the cannon fodder there. Um, Infiltrate Blade's lair. Oh, yeah. Because my note was, holy shit, Blade is fighting without unsheathing his sword. He is using his short sword sheath, say that 10 times fast, um, uh, as like a guard and like whacking him with it. (laughs) So I was like, that's that's a pretty cool set piece. Um, I just messed up what I was saying, and I'm going to point out, I forgot to point it out in the actual movie, but yeah. when it is revealed that Norman Reedus is the bad guy, yeah, and he's talking about Whistler, and he's, he's supposed to say he's your real weakness, he says he's your real weakness. <laughs> really? <laughs> and they just, yes. they just went I, with it? He's your only real weakness, man. Your only real weakness, man. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, you could have looped this, you could have right. looped this afterwards. Loop. This isn't yep. live. <laughs> Just, oh, that's funny. He's that's your funny. only real weakness. <laughs> like, real weakness. real weakness. Uh, so that that is a good scene. Um, boy, there's a lot of good scenes in there. Oh, I mean, oh, I don't know. I'm so torn. Maybe the uh. I mean, it's a it's a it's a short bit, but I like Nomak confronting his father, like, mm-hmm. and and then the recognizing, like, it's like in Total Recall when Sharon Stone is trying to bluff Arnold that he's yeah. still in the dream, and or when the uh, when the one guy goes in and he sees the fat guy and he sees the blood, uh, or the the sweat, what? the mm-hmm. bead of sweat on his, uh, yeah, I mean. Th- that's a that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but I, I like a lot of this movie, so I wasn't going to disagree with you. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, is there anything you would cut from this film? I mean, it's a long movie. It's almost two hours. It's like an hour fifty six. Um, but it moves at a good. It pace. moves. Yeah. I mean, n- no, there's nothing I would cut. It's a, it's a good movie, and I wouldn't cut anything. I wouldn't cut anything, but the the scene of all twists, I would move. I don't want to take any of those twists away because they're good. Yeah, but move them somewhere else. In the film. Don't put them so twi- close It's like a twist, a twist, a twist, a twist, yeah. a twist. I'm like, wait, oh my god, oh, yeah. Are we suddenly in Oz because of all the twisters? <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then finally, Casey. Who is the actor having the most fun? I I think it's Ron Perlman. 
Uh, I so I think he's having a great time. I I actually think this is the one where I think Wesley Snipes is having the most fun. Okay, he, you know we sure, I we don't know, disagree with that. Yeah, we we've talked about what happens in the next movie, and he yeah, goes please. full batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, I, yeah, I think this one. Okay. Working with a great director, I think this one. Honestly, I, pretty much anyone in this film was probably having a good time. Maybe Donnie Yen was a little stressed being the stunt court. I mean, I believe this is the same thing like Ray Park with episode one. Hired to be the stunt choreographer. The director saw what he could do and like, mm, let's put him in the film. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so what we didn't share earlier was the IMDb rating for this movie. No, why which, do we need to share it twice, Todd? It, well, because it just go right here. The, it sets the tone up front, but uh, the do you recall what the IMDb rating for this movie? Was? I re- looked at it earlier today. I was looking something up and I saw it, um, and I remember being low. It's like six something, six point seven. Switch those numbers, baby. Maybe yeah, seven, maybe make it even a solid eight. It's not a solid it, eight. Yeah, it's not. It's not you know perfect. It's not. It's, not an it's eight got plus. A, yeah. yeah. But, but it's, it's a yeah, it's a it's a good movie. It's definitely higher than Blade, which is weirdly rated the highest of the three Blade movies. I'm like, really? Hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Is it all right? It's. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd have to go through and and look, but I bet you a lot of those ten stars are like, this is what made comic book movies today. I'm like, oh, that doesn't mean that it's good. Yeah, we, we yeah. had some missteps. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, yeah, so I'm with you. I think an eight. I think that's I think that's good. Hey, this uh, is an R-rated movie, so don't watch it with your kids unless you're okay with violence. Yes, yes. And you know, as even as vampire movies go, the, the Reapers are horrific and um yeah, so bet you know, be be ready for that. It's it's not uh sparkly vampires. Yes. I just pulled out the bag for no reason because <gasps> normally this is the point where we would say except what? We're going to have some special guests for our next episode. Yay! Yes. Two very good friends of ours. Yes. Who uh, are now our peers here at Night Shift Radio. Yes. There's a new amazing podcast here on the Night Shift Radio Network that is uh, called The Fourth Pillar of Play. Now, what is The yes. Fourth Pillar of Play? Well, you have to listen to it to find out. But it's uh, if you're a fan of Dungeons & Dragons... Um, it is a it's a brilliant idea. So our dear friends Talon and Josh uh, came up with this idea. We heard an earlier, an early what they have called episode zero, which was I think initially going to be like kind of a trial run to see how it felt. And mm-hmm. you and I listened to it, and we were like, "Motherfuckers, they're really good." You mean the thing we should have done for this podcast? Yes, exactly. Instead of just be like, "We got this." Oh shit! Please yeah. don't ever go back and listen to episode it, one. It. <laughs> It took us some time to figure things out, but uh, these guys uh, some may are say we're still trying foot. to figure it out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but but by this point, uh, boy, at this point, um, boy, they've had a number of episodes that have dropped. If we'll you haven't be, checked episode them out, two, uh, episode two will be out by this time, right? They do, they. No, I thought they were doing them weekly. I don't think they're doing them weekly. Hang on. I could be. I could be totally wrong. But uh, my ha- podcatcher tells me when the next episode will be for something. Oh, okay. Well, uh, podcatcher's cool. If you haven't found them already, take our word for it. Go check out the fourth pillar of play. Fourth is spelled out F O U R T H. Uh, The fourth pillar of play 
head over to nightshiftradio.nsrad.io. You'll see the links for it. Find them. Listen to it. But if you're if you're hesitant, just join us next week because they're going to join us for a very special episode that leans in on the Dungeons and Dragons aspect. Yes, and that is going to be a little movie. Oh, I'm so happy. Little uh, with a plucky Austrian a skinny, actor. Yeah, skinny little twig. One of these days he'll get in shape. Uh, yeah. We are watching Conan, the, the Destroyer. Destroyer, which is a perfect Dungeons and Dragons adventure, which is why that's the one we're doing. I'm excited. I um, I have seen Conan the Barbarian. I'm not sure if I've seen The Destroyer. I think once I start watching it, it will be, nope, never seen this or, oh, <laughs> this movie. Oh, I, I've seen them, you know, of the... Of the action movie stars of the 80s, right? I grew up, you know, that's, I'm a teenager in the 80s. Uh, Ar- it, there was no doubt for me, Arnold was the number one. And uh, I love Conan the Barbarian. I love Conan the Destroyer. Cannot wait to watch this movie again and talk about it with our buddies, Talon and Josh. It's going to be so much fun. Um, yeah. Their next episode will be November 22nd. Don't know if they'll have another one before we. Okay. Release this episode on uh, December 9th. I said the 5th earlier. I, I don't know what, what the hell I was doing, but this okay. will be the 9th. And hey, our next episode will be the 23rd of December. And out of respect for all the holidays that are happening, when we record that episode, we will make no mention of the fact that it's a couple days before one holiday that is Christmas. We want to... Be respectful. Yeah. That's the only reason we don't mention it at all. So, Casey, we've yeah. shared our opinions here today. We um, we've made it clear have. that we like this movie. We what have. if people want to share their opinions with us? How can they track us down? Well, if you want to tell me I'm wrong about liking this movie, you can go straight to hell. Um, no. <laughs> um, Otherwise. You know, you can find me possibly uh, on Twitter. That's a that's a <laughs> daily gamble whether uh-huh. I'm going to be on there. Uh, I am not Ryan Casey on Instagram. I'm not dot Ryan Casey. How about you, Todd? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. The handle at TMP in SYR. Uh, the podcast itself has uh, some social medias again. On Twitter for now at uh, TSPHC Tweets, Instagram, Superpod HeroCast. And if you would like to email us, that would be superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. Find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at and I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. So that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be, Be heroic. heroic. My thing, my wave looks real small. There we go. That's a little better. <laughs> oh, I hope that... I'm recording. <laughs> Okay, good. Well, let's clap, and then that might be our intro. Always be (laughs) Be recording. That and Shelob are smaller of spiders in Middle Earth. There is a literal spider that is the size of a fucking mountain. And I say, go fuck yourself, (laughs) J.R.R. Tolkien. It destroyed destroyed the 
first age. It sent the first age. Uh, er, uh, I want to say Aragog, but that's Harry Potter's spider. Yeah. But it's something like that. Arath or something. Um, Todd, we should stop talking about this. This is all getting cut. <laughs> okay. Unless. <laughs> or it's going at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, Glau- Glaurung. 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 Is the, he is, is the, the first father air. of dragons. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about spiders. Oh, I'm sorry. Spiders, spiders. spiders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's why I'm like, wait. Glowering's a... Yeah, you're okay. right. You're right. Hold on. Spiders. He has named too many fucking things with an uh sound that it makes yeah. it really hard to remember them all. Uh, Eowyn. Aragorn. Arwen. <laughs> right there. The love triangle. They're all real close in names. The children of Ungoliant. Ungoliant, that's his name. Must be the, yes, he's a primordial taking the shape of a gigantic spider. But yes. he's fucking huge. Yeah. Uh, they refer to her as female, she, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess I never knew that part. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh. Is there a picture? Yeah. Hmm? There's some, yeah, like artwork, but here's one. Balrogs of. Oh, okay. yeah. She fought the Balrog. Yeah. Yeah. And. And or she, she was towers, fighting someone else, and the Balrog came in to Balrogs finish. of Morgoth attack on Goliant. Yes, that's also the terrifying thing. The Balrog in Lord of the Rings. That's yeah. only one of them. There that's are only one. Yeah, there's like a dozen or so. <laughs> like, like, oh, there's more of this shit. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. I don't want to live in Middle Earth. The Balrog, I think, is supposed to be like Gandalf. They are equals. They they because are, they are on the level the, of the okay. Astari, right? Do do we want to no, go I'm down just, the? Here we go. Ready? This is why they're equals, because he is the keeper of the ring of men that was the the secret flame of an... an, The ring of elves. He gets an elf. Oh, I'm sorry. The ring of elves. He has one of the rings of ring of the elves. It had like um, a magical connection to fire. I can't remember what it is. But yes, he is. He's linked to the... That's why he can go toe-to-toe with the Balrog. Uh, I think think the Balrogs... I, I think... I think he's on par with, I think the Astari are the same class of being as the Balrogs. Yeah, because wizards are not actually humans. They just no, take they're, human they're form. No, they're angel. Yeah, I mean, they're essentially angels. They take human form. That's why he. That's why Gandalf goes to the Grey Havens at the end of uh, Return of the King. He's like, I'm not really a human, so yeah. I'm just going to fuck off. God, see you all later. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that, well, listen, that's not staying in. I all right. Uh, I don't know why we're talking about this because I do like this movie. All right. Let's go back to Blade. 